Ben Moore has been in love with bees for as long as anyone can remember. And as far as we can tell, the feeling is entirely mutual. Although he still sometimes feels the sting of his passion. Hang around, learn a little. It's as sweet as honey and always a buzz. It's the Ultimate Pollinators Podcast with Ben, his friends and associates, and of course, Ben's Bees. Hey everyone, Bees with Ben. Got a very interesting episode and an absolute awesome guest. Now, this person, uh, very hard to track down. Um, his hearing's not quite the best, but geez, you know, uh, when you start hitting those uh, seven plus decades of age, not a problem at all. That's uh, obviously, uh, that's going to happen. So um, this guest is Joe Horner, um, beekeeper. He's uh, got four, ge- he's the third generation beekeeper. There's four generations in his family. And Joe Horner is often a line of, uh, we hear about this line of bees, these queen bees, and he actually breeds these. And you're going to hear some very interesting things when it comes to, you know, breeding queens. Uh, very humble man, very um, lovely, lovely chatting to him. Uh, just as I said, it was a little bit uh, tricky, obviously, hearing on the phone, but we, we navigate through that. And that's all part of podcast this is uh the way we do it so you're going to hear all about uh his life keeping bees and um yeah it's really really cool so i hope you enjoy this episode hello hello is that is that joe yeah speaking hello joe my name's uh my name's ben i'm a beekeeper down in melbourne how are you today yeah, not too bad. Yes, yes. Yes, I just—I I know you're sort of probably busy, sort of working on the bees. But I just wanted to see if you got to have a have a quick chat uh, about bees and 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 queens. Yes, right. Yes. Is, is now is now a good time? Beg your pardon. Is now a good time, Joe? Oh, yeah, not too bad. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. So, so I was talking to uh to Daniel Curleys. Curlis up in Queensland, and he uh, and yeah, right. Oh, yes, yes. And we, and we hear your name uh, pop around, and and uh, you're a bit like the jackal. I don't know if you've seen the movie, uh, the jackal. Um, everyone's heard of you, but no one's ever seen you. Right, yeah, right. So, so tell us, when did you start keeping, uh, sort of keeping bees, Joe? When did I start keeping bees? Yeah, when did you get into it? Oh, my father before me. Your father before you. So, and and um, how old are you, Joe? I'm uh, just on seventy-two. Seventy-two. Uh, now, yes. everyone talks about your queens as being being the best in the country. Um, right. What? Well, t- tell us why that is. You think, Joe? Why your queen bees? Are the well, best? maybe it's just how how we do our selection, our breeding. Maybe. Um, uh, I have not haven't got a doctor in front of me name or anything like that. That's for sure. Yeah. Yep. And and, and what? Yes. Ju- and what genetics do you use, Joe? Uh, everything that I've assembled about 30 or 40 years ago and had no new blood since. Wow. Okay. So you just work with your own genetics on a consistent sort of uh, yes. basis? Yes. Wow. And all, all, our, all our hives contain, can, contain our breeding stock, which is our honey-producing hives. So um, they've got to produce honey before, you know... <laughs> as well as everything else, look nice and do all the traits right. So, yes, that's where it comes where it comes, comes to, I think. Um, uh, we seem to be uh, 
getting more production out of our inbred lines and all that. Um, we've had a very big season this year. Uh, we only run 700 hives, and I think we've come up to well, somewhere between 50 and 60 pelicons, probably 60, I think. Wow. Yes, uh, that's all come from breeding stock. So, so, so what? So, what makes a good queen, Joe? Like, so, what traits do you want? Oh, a bit of everything. Mainly, basically, it's honey production, uh, more honey per bee. Um, your brood nest, your um, your brood viability, your quietness. Uh, none of us wear a bee veil in our outfit, I'm afraid. Oh wow! Yes, I say none of us. My wife does. That's all. Okay, so so the bees are that that quiet, so you can just you can manage a full apiary and uh, and not and not even need a veil. Oh god, yeah, that's that's, that's normal. Um, like we did the other day, we took all the honey off them and uh, didn't even light the smoker; it left it on the truck. <laughs> that's even that's fantastic. That's all. So, yeah, so, probably probably you won't believe me, but I can tell you now it's the truth. No, nah, I believe you, Joe. I believe you. Yes. Um, but basically, yes, uh, well, we work our bees for, it's, it's a passionate thing, and uh, it's not for the dollar, it's passionate. Yes, okay. Yeah. So And, and so so what's, what's your, you mentioned you just got, you know, 60 IBCs of honey, is, yes. and, and you breed queens, so, so you do both, is that like a 50% honey, 50% queens, or more queens? Or oh, one? no, no, uh, queens only <clears throat> a very small percentage. Uh, when I say small percentage, might be ten, fifteen percent of uh, income, um, <clears throat> but uh, the, the um, honey side of it is the major income. We also run a four thousand acre property here too. Oh wow! So when you say four thousand acres, what are you running on the property, Joe? Uh, cattle, uh, okay. part of uh, Speckle Park, etc. Yes. Oh wow! So so you're you're working seven days a week. Well, probably yeah. That's, yeah, a bit more, yeah, I'm working now. You're working now, that's why I thought I'd, I'd grab you on a Sunday. That's the best time to get a beekeeper, I think. Is <laughs> Sunday. Well, you're lucky. We extracted this morning. We put, what, three and a half tonne of honey through this morning. Yep. Before lunch. Uh, there's another load on the truck to go. But we're just about to pull up now for the winter. Um, regardless, uh, basically, um, we're hoping that the bees don't get too much more in and uh, just leave them be for winter. Hmm. And, and what about honey flows? What what sort of um, what are you targeting as far as honey flows, Joe? Just uh, depends where the bees are. Like uh, most of our bees at the moment, in one one lot, uh, four loads. Uh, uh, one load will be there three years in the spring without being shifted, and the others have been two and a half years in the spring without being shifted. Okay, wow. We're just, we only travel a hundred, hundred and ten, hundred and twenty k. That's our limit. Okay, that's your limit. So you won't. So just an hour and a bit. Hour and a bit. That's it. Hour and a half. It's full stop. Full stop. And then you won't. It won't go any further. And that's that's a lot of run. Uh, a lot of beehives running that sort of distance. And Beg your pardon. That's that's a that's a lot of um, a lot of hives. Yeah, doing that. That's fantastic. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and, and uh, question, Joe. What's what what's the secrets to beekeeping? You know, if there's a you know whether it's a hobbyist beekeeper or a commercial beekeeper. What are the secrets to beekeeping? Or is there any secrets you can you know, share with someone? Oh, what's the secrets? Oh, jeez. <sighs> That's a pretty hard one, really, because it covers so much uh, knowledge. You know, 
you've got to have a, 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 the in-depth knowledge of your, your country, the eucalypts, um, <clears throat> pretty well in-depth knowledge of bees, you know, their characteristics, etc. It, it covers a big area, yes. So yeah, so but is there any is there is there one particular secret? Oh, well, obviously it's not a secret if you're going to tell everyone. But what would be something you know? I mean, that people should know about bees. You know, say on a commercial sort of sense. Oh, geez. <laughs> um, what should they know? What should they know? Uh, <clears throat> no, I. I can't, again, I can't answer that because it just covers so much again. It, it, it covers a lot of subjects, really. Yeah, it depends what path you want to go down. If you want to go down a pollination path or a honey-producing path or a queen-rearing path, it, um, it covers a lot of subjects. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's... Yeah, that, it's pretty hard to answer, yeah. That, no, that's, that's true, Joe. And, and what's the, for you, what's the hardest part about beekeeping? Oh, hardest part. <clears throat> oh, I'm just trying to think. <coughs> Probably maintenance. <laughs> a maintenance in, in what aspect? Maintenance. Yep. Yep. In what way? Oh, yes. That's probably where we're behind. If anything, is maintenance because um, queen bee breeding takes up a big lot of time. And uh, Jenny, when you're queen bee breeding, the honey flows on, and uh, yeah, you work 14, 15 hour days, 16 hour days. Then just to keep high and keep up. We're not cheap. You don't keep up. Because uh, quite often we have bees like filling six days, seven days at the most, and uh, you just can't can't keep going, can't catch back them at that rate. Yeah. And and with your mating nukes, are you using like little mini mating nukes or like a a, a ten frame box? You know, cut into three ways. How do you? No, 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 no. We use a special uh, what they call a mating box. It's a uh, Manly or WSP divided into four on two frames and that goes through the mating complex then okay interesting and 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 with the wsps do you use those on your other hives as well no no we run ideals for honey production okay and why, why is that joe oh anything else is too heavy okay <laughs> yes yep um see uh, we put we put through ideals this morning uh the whole load averaged uh, just on 16 kilos per ideal uh, some are up at seven. Best one about seventeen six today, I think, of honey, straight honey that is. Yes, yep. And time you put another three, probably another seventeen. You're looking about twenty five kilos a box. Yeah, okay. You know, yeah, gross weight. Yeah, wow, that's that's um that's interesting. See, every box that goes through the plant extraction plant here, we weigh every box and we can tell you exactly how much honey every hive produces exactly. Oh wow, okay. Yes. And, and, and why, why do you do that process, Joe? Why do we do it? Yeah. That's for selection, for breeding selection. Ah, okay. It, it, it's a big thing with us. It's, it's a big thing, but it's not the only thing. Um, the, uh, the, the complex, the mating complex is, is one of the main things that's got us to where we are. You know, your purebred mating. Interesting. Uh, that's That's interesting. And, uh, and and with your um, honey, do you do use are you using plastic frames or do you use wax foundation? Uh, both wax and plastic. Okay. Yeah, both of them. Yeah. Sometimes I, I don't know. I think bees prefer wax, and uh, but sometimes we prefer plastic. It's it's a toss up, really. 
<coughs> yeah, that's that's interesting. And and you said um and you said at the start your father, uh, well your father's father was keeping bees. So was that that was in Australia? Tell us about well, that. Well, my father. He started probably uh, first of the first, 35, 1935 he started. And um, <clears throat> and then I, I come into it about uh, I was about fourteen, fifteen years of age. <clears throat> and then um, that'd be what, um, 15, 50, 60, 65, 66 is that I come into it. And then um, my son's after me. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, we're still going. So, so, you got, so four four generations of uh, of one, Horner. One set. Wait on one. Yeah, four generations. Yes, yes. Four generations, and 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 you said what? You got one son or two sons? Uh, I did have two. Only got one now. Yes. Oh, yes. So, well, sorry to hear about that. Sorry to hear. Yeah, no, that's the way things are. You can't change things in life. That's yeah. Um, yeah, well, sorry to hear no, about he that. Oh, sorry to hear. That's um, that's a t- terrible. Yeah, but that was like 2004. We lost him, I think. Yeah, yep. Mm. And um, and 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 so you work along with your son, sort of on the bees. So oh yes, we yes, we all live on the same property here. My daughter's here with me too, and her husband. So yep, we're all big family. Big big family business. Working the the, yep. be, the bees and the and the cattle. Yes, that's right. And I only have one other employee. Yes, a woman. She. She's heading for 27 years with me. And 27, so, so she's up for two long service leaves? Probably so, yes. Don't tell her that. <laughs> no, she's right. Yeah, she's family too. That's uh, that's fantastic. And um, knowing, obviously, you know, keeping bees for over over five decades, Joe, what, what, yeah. what changes have you seen in five decades? In which way? Uh, changes in uh, oh, beekeeping? Oh, beeke- yeah, beekeeping the industry. Uh, well, I know our production's gone up to when when I first started per hive. It's gone up a big big lot, especially the last 10, 15 years. Um, be ourselves, no one else would probably complain this, but we've changed the characteristics of bees, uh, how they behave, uh, especially in their mating mating systems and things like that. We've changed that a fair bit. Um, it's hard, to, hard to, to explain to you until you, you you can see what was going on here yourself. You know very well what we're doing then. Yes. yes, but we have changed them pretty well, I can tell you. Yes. That's interesting. And, and let's say there's a, um, you know, someone's been keeping bees as a hobby for 10 years. Yes. And they, and they want to start it. They want to be a commercial beekeeper. They want, to, they want to yes. do it full-time. They want to leave their normal day job. What would you tell them, yes. Joe? What would you tell them? What would I tell them? Don't go too big too fast. Okay. Actual fact, a single follower, as far as I'm concerned, probably 300 hives would pull him up if he's going to do it properly. Yeah, Production okay. from 300 hives would certainly make more than a, than a good income, I can tell you. Yeah, okay. And so, and so when you say that, so, you know, selling some honey... Doing, you know, producing a bit of wax, doing queens, a bit of pollination? Oh, I'd just say mainly honey production. If you have it in the right country, in the right area. Um, yeah, see, we generally, we average generally about a six, six extractions uh, per, per load per year. And most times, um, oh, geez, 20, probably somewhere between 20 and 30 kilos per hive average. Um, and things like that, but it's um oh, as I put it, 
main thing is to keep keep your hives healthy. You know, even even for beetles, we we don't never use a beetle bait yet here. Okay. Uh, you know, things like that. Um, very rarely ever seen a seamer or anything like that. I haven't seen the seamer for years, really. And no chemicals, no chemicals whatsoever. So, and, and Joe, so you put that all down to your line of queens. Is that is is, is it kind of as simple as that? Would you say? Put it down to what did you say? Uh, uh, put it down to your line of queens. So your queen bees. Uh, it is, yes. It suits us. What we've got there suits us well and truly. Yes. As I said earlier, we work on per, uh, honey production per bee, not per hive. Uh, you can't measure it. It's a visual thing. Um, we get very, very little swarming, very little swarming. Uh, where other people, you know, 70, 80% of their bees swarm in the spring in some years, we don't see that. Wow, that's that's absolutely fascinating that they uh, that happens, and that's absolutely incredible. And what... It, knowing what you know now, Joe, if you if you could, yeah. if you could go back when you first started, probably not when you first started as a business. So in your thirties, so we'll, we'll go back. Yeah. What what would you change if you knowing what you know now? You could go back twenty thirty years. What would you change? Yeah, uh, probably uh, I'd go all WSP or Manly probably in 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 boxes because we run uh, we do run some eights and some tens, few full depths, which is just too stupid for words or too heavy. Um, but yeah, I go, I'd be more uniform in uh, in um, <clears throat> in our um, system, you know, boxes and that. Um, but if you, you know, what it's, it's uh, oh God, what is it? It's just in the family, like some of these boxes, like Dad built them and things like that. A lot of red cedar and white and brown beech, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And uh, pretty hard to part with. That's the worst thing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. And. Yeah. And, and so, and what about you know moving hives? You know, so for people, you know, people you know, that listen listen to this, like, how do you move them on trucks? Do you use forklifts? Are you using e- easy loaders? Wait, wait on, hang on a second. Yeah, it's fine. I'm getting less and less. Out of here, you go again. Moving hives, yeah, loaders, etc. Yeah. So, so when you're moving hives, like like when you do, you mentioned obviously you try not to move hives. You have got apiaries which are, which stay there all year round. But when you move hives, Joe, like what? What's that now? Yeah, see, what, what's that process? Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, Joe. Yep, I can hear. You. Uh, I've got a job to hear you. My hearing is going. Yeah, moving hives anyway. Um, <clears throat> uh, we we don't use pallets, but we still shift lift. Uh, we still load four at a time, unload four at a time. But we have a space to be able to walk around every hive on the ground. Yeah. Okay. That's it. Okay, so you need the space around there. And, and what sort of size apiaries are you running? Like, how many do you usually average in an apiary? Hello. Hello. I lost, I lost you there for a sec. Yeah, no, I've got this phone right now. It's, I can hear you better. <laughs> the volume turned down on me, and I, <clears throat> I just didn't know where it went. Anyway, you're yeah, getting back to loaders. Yes. Um, uh, yeah, we only run a very small loader, very small. And, um, yeah, people might laugh at us, but doesn't matter. We get the job done. Yeah. Mm. Now, and sorry, Joe. When you say loader, so that's what? What? That's like a forklift, like an all-terrain. Yeah, a little forklift. Yeah, only only a baby. Only only weighs about half a ton, six hundred kgs. That's all. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But, but we go to take a load of honey. We, <clears throat> we cart out four pallets of stickies for us. Brings in two pallets of full honey for us to the truck. 
And as I said, hives, we, we shift hives, four hives at a time, but they're not on pallets, full stop. Okay. Okay, four at a time, not on pallets. That's a no, no, we we drive up the tailgate of the truck and uh, load them from the tray, you know, not from the ground. Okay. We put four down and move across, put another four and four on top and another four on top and then keep working your way back and we run 92 highs in a load. Okay, interesting. Okay. Yeah, re- really interesting. Okay, and how many do you say you have in a, in an apiary, in a load? 92. Not 92 hours. I could work on, so 92. Yep, not, not 92, yes. Interesting. Yes, we got a little machine that lifts all our honey in the field for us. Um, we don't have to lift any, you know, full box of honey on a hive um, when we're under supering. Another little one, if we're, if we're brood disease checking, it's a little different one. I can't work in a little mechanical one. We use it yesterday, as a matter of fact, we're cleaning. Interesting. Mm. Interesting. And, and Joe, where, where do you see the industry... You know, when you're when you turn eighty two in another ten years, where where do you see beekeeping as an industry? Um, where do I see it? Well, possibly I think a few might uh, veer towards more pollination, which is, is happening now. I think um, it's the uh, access to uh, to sites and things like that, national parks, and that's becoming harder and harder. So. I think it's going to be on private lands and things like that. And uh, I think it's going to get hard on itself, that's for sure. And uh, if Varroa comes into Australia, it's going to be very, very much harder still. Okay. Mm. And you mentioned about the sites, you know, the um, the public land sites. Is that is that an issue? Like, is that, are the government taking those sites away? Because a lot of beekeepers rely on them, those forestry sites. It is, yes. Uh, it doesn't concern us because we've got no government or national parks or government sites anyway. It's all private land, all behind lock gates. I'm afraid. Hmm. That's yeah. Wow, that's interesting. And and uh, and w- what about obviously winter time, Joe? When it comes to winter, what are you yeah. uh are you, what what are you doing over winter? Do you have a bit of downtime like a lot of beekeepers do? We try to. Yes, yes. I'm trying to get a bit of downtime this year if I can. Uh, have a look around Australia. I've been overseas pretty well, <clears throat> so uh, yeah, I like Australia better probably. Yes. Yes, yes. yeah, I totally agree. And, and what about the conference, the uh, the Bee Congress that's coming uh, up in Sydney? Uh, Congress. Yes. I, I don't know if I'll be attending yet. I've just got to wait and see. I've got to weigh it all up. See, I've got cancer. Oh, sorry, shit. Sorry to hear. Bloody yeah, up. I'm on chemo. See, and once you're on chemo, you you uh, you you've got to watch out for yourself. That's all there is to it. Yep. Yeah, that's yeah, well, sorry to hear, Joe. Boy, it's um, that's absolutely, absolutely terrible. So, but you know, no, it's not so terrible. No, I'm 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 on the mend, but I'll never get over it. I'll, it'll always be with me, but I've just got to keep it at bay. That's all. Mm. Well, because they say that the beekeepers are uh, have the longest lived of any profession, and I, I definitely think that's that's true because you've got a a good lifestyle working outside and and yep. um, yeah, working with bees, working with something you love. Yep. Yep. Yes, um, well, that's it. I, that's why I love it. Um, I don't, I don't do it for money. Never have and never will. Mm. But the money's there if we need it. Yes. I don't know what but if I need it, it's there. It's yep. Yeah. And, and silly or no, but that's the way I think. No, that's awesome. No, that's that's beautiful. That's really, really. No, I totally, um, totally resonate with that. Um, mm. and, and what's what do you love about bees? 
the most? Like, what's that one, fr- you know, the one thing that you love about them? How they produce a box of honey. I like a box of honey to come in with no, the only wax is on the cap cells, not on the frames themselves or on the lid or the bottom clean excluder. I want no wax at all. Nice, straight, beautiful homes of honey. Just straight, straight, straight. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's it. Love <laughs> and you that. can do it. You, you can do it, yes. You can do it, yes. No, I love, absolutely love that. You know, have that nice, yeah, nothing like that nice, beautiful, clean, pristine uh, frame, <coughs> of, uh, frame of honey. No, I totally, uh, I totally, uh, totally agree. Um, well, that's, well, Joe, I just want to say thank you so much for your time. Um, yep. No, I really appreciate that. Thank you. Yep. Uh, um, yeah, I no, really, really do. So, no, that's absolutely, absolutely brilliant and, uh, and all the best. Uh, yeah, the, you're from Melbourne, you say, did you? Yeah, so 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 what this is, um, uh, basically a podcast. So you know what a podcast is, Joe? Uh, yes and no. I know what, roughly what it is because um, it's, it's out of my league, but the computers and that, as you can understand, uh, I just didn't, it left me behind and it doesn't worry me. I'll leave that to the son. He, he's on the computer side and uh, things like that, so... Uh, I'm just happy with the telephone that makes phone calls. Yes. <laughs> so, so, you, you don't have a mobile phone? Do you have a mobile phone? I do, but it's sitting on the kitchen table nine times out of ten. Oh, that's fantastic. Only, it goes with me in case of an emergency. That's about it. Oh, no, I, like, I like that. It's a nice um, nice lifestyle because they can really consume us. So, so basically, so, so this, is a, this is a podcast um, talking about bees uh, and basically, yeah, people, think of it like a pre-recorded radio station. So people can yeah, uh, right, uh, yeah, yeah listen to it yeah. and they're going to hear uh, yeah Joe is uh, Joe talking about his you know life with bees and things so people will really uh, enjoy this podcast. <laughs> yeah, right, then. Yeah, yeah. Anything else uh, before before you go go back and get back yeah. to work on a on a Sunday afternoon? Anything else you want to want to mention that pe- that like, the listeners might find in- interesting, Joe? Uh, no, not really. Um, yeah, yeah, just. I do my own thing. That's all there is to it. And uh, yeah, if someone wants to know something, I can I certainly um, help them out. That's for sure. I've got no secrets. Uh, secrets are no good to people. Um, just share. If you've got information, share it. Yes. Uh, yeah. No. I totally agree. Um, actually, I'll ask you. I'm going to ask you one more one more question. Um, yeah. Is what about what about downtime? You so I mentioned obviously you'll have a bit of downtime in winter. What what yeah. what hobbies does does Joe have? You now what what's your down, what do you like to do? Uh, if I ever get a bit of a chance, I do a bit of coin detecting, gold detecting, kayaking down remote rivers. Oh yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. It, it, it's interesting. Yeah. Interesting you mentioned about the uh, gold detecting. I know yeah. I probably know half a dozen beekeepers. They actually love doing that, and a lot of them will carry them in their truck—a little, uh, little metal detector—and go, yep. yeah, and a little pan to go panning in a little creek or something. It's actually almost goes <laughs> hand in hand. It's uh, <laughs> bee, beekeepers if you got and time. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's if, if you got time. That's, yeah. That's, yeah, that's true. If you got time, that's very true. Well, Joe, I just want to say really big thank you. Yeah, I mean, it's um, you know, all the best. For the future, and I, I uh, yeah, really sincerely um, look after yourself, and um, yeah, yep. really, and also I should mention before you go, you know, thank you for what you've done for the industry. You know, sometimes you know, you're a hard man to track, um, and so what you're doing is absolutely fantastic. And there's a legacy 
that's going to go on for generations and generations to come with your queen bees. And I think a lot of people don't realise that the uh, that the bees that they may have in their backyard, it could be in the suburbs of Sydney, you know, that carry your genetics. So I just want to say thank yep. you for for that legacy of uh, of your bees. Okay. Right on, then. No, no, thanks, Joe. You take care. All the best. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Take care. Bye. What an absolute fantastic episode uh, that was. Um, I'm not sure if you've seen the movie The Jackal. Um, everyone's heard of him, but no one ever gets to see him. So uh, that's that's Joe Horner. So absolutely lovely, humble man, and, and great hearing his uh, stories about you know keeping bees and queens. And, and so fascinating. I guess a couple of takeaway things is, it looks at the individual bee as far as honey production. You know, that's a really good way. And knowing hives, how much honey they're producing. So if I remember right, 700 hives, 60 IBCs. Now, 60 times uh, 1,500 kilos, you do the maths on that. That is an absolute extraordinary amount of honey. So um, so thank you, Joe uh, and Joe's family for, uh, for being on the podcast. And I hope uh, Joe does all well, all the best in the future. And great to hear that he's getting better with the uh, health issues. Um, so Joe, thank you once again. And don't forget, if you want to hear someone on the podcast, shoot me through. I had a few people mentioned uh, Joe. So if you want to hear someone, you know, shoot me for a text, 0437-077-92. And uh, thank you so much for listening to this podcast. Don't forget to take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and look after those bees. All the best until next time.